You would have had to have seen all of the stuff that was happening around here. Am I famous yet? So. Start the, when you edit it, you need to start it with that. Hi, I'm Karen Ruth. Hi, I'm Joyce Arlene. Hi, I'm Sam Dyer. And we welcome you to Off, Off Our Rats, an ongoing conversation of life, age, journeys, boobs, or lack of them, food, style, making things, books, building dreams culture, and faith as we get things out of our closets and off our chest. Enjoy the show. <laughs> Are you there yet? No. <laughs> Are we there yet? No. Are we there yet? No. no. <laughs> How to get even with two people in the back seat of your car who make the mistake of <laughs> asking that a couple of times, not knowing that you can drive for miles <laughs> saying in that voice are we there yet no <laughs> are we there yet no the way she gets even <laughs> and she now knows <laughs> we can start it <laughs> are we there yet no so <clears throat> we had fun adventuring out with the the weird mask scenario not mask, mask. We don't know if you're supposed to wear a mask. And the people in the stores don't know if they're supposed to wear one or not wear one. Mm-hmm. Including... I think everyone's just making it up now. <laughs> right. Including the really nice lady behind the counter mm-hmm. who was like, <laughs> could you guys tell me where you've been walking and what yeah. people are doing in the other stores? <laughs> and so that was weird. It, it's yeah. definitely uh, trying to And I think if online. people's bosses or if there's not like a, especially with a private owned business, like if you don't have like a larger company policy where you're dealing with corporate stuff where they just put down a yeah. thing, like I can't even imagine. Yeah, that was weird. Um, so, oops, I am trying to get comfortable here. Okay, there we go. Do you need me to move my No, knee? I didn't know if I kicked you, kicked the mic or, and I don't Ow! <laughs> Are we there yet? <laughs> no! <Ow! laughs> well, she hit me! Yeah, there goes the cat again. Um, so that it was interesting. Um, I'm glad we went down downtown. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was nice to see the yeah. different stores and who's wearing what's going on. But mm-hmm. um, this totally off the record. Okay, so I wear a Fitbit, and it lets me know if a message has come in. <laughs> and so one of the markets that I order from, what shows up is just the first part. It comes on. It goes, get excited. <laughs> every time that happens, I'm like, Okay, pay why? attention when you're re-listening to this because you have to take that part out. <laughs> I don't care if it's in there. <laughs> <laughs> you did say off the record. But it's the fact that my wrist goes, tingle. That's so weird. Use something That's really wrong. Yeah. Because now I'm like, oh. <laughs> it was, oh, the cat is turning his back to us. Yeah. We're being ignored at this point. <clears throat> so it has been, though. It feels like it's been a long, strange, well, it has been a couple of strange weeks for me. And mm. then you kind of overlapped. Um. Uh, with uh, me doing the tooth surgery and then not healing as fast and you getting the shoulder injury but it's kind of had me wondering I don't have around. an injury but I'm going to complain like I do anyway <laughs> yeah, that's right um, so it's kind of had me just wandering around the house and out in the backyard 
Um, and so the other day, and I actually, it's, it's really cool. I'll have to um, show you at some point. But I was sitting out here, and I saw the buck come in, and then I saw the doe come in. And I was standing up above, and two fawns were with them. And they actually made a run across, and I actually was able to video it some of it up there they were really cute yeah, it was really neat to see that it was like oh, oh lucky um i was kind of glad to see fun things because we've had like with the uh, temperature changing and i do have some watering places the uh, crows and the squirrels and uh, blue jay um, come in we have different shifts going on around here um so it's been strange it's been like being stuck in a sense and i think I've actually been in the house or not really doing much trying to get back on my feet. And when I went out today, yeah. I really, I felt, when you were asking, and I said if I went over and stood behind uh -huh. the Tai Chi class, I'd be the one falling over in the back. Uh -huh. It's funny because I definitely feel, I don't know if I'm socially off today. <laughs> but it was interesting because with, both kind of having the you know it's warmer mm -hmm. outside you're seeing people respond to that but people not knowing what to do with the mask and I but I realized I felt off just being out and trying to maneuver because yeah. I have basically been on yeah you've lockdown been home pretty three much. weeks now so that was weird and I think also like I've been seeing people starting to post like I don't know how to resume a normal social life because I've limited so much and either my very close friends were in the bubble with me or you know and and them like you know I'm not sure how to socialize anymore it feels a little weird hmm. can you go out is there like an imaginary pin that we could walk up to people and ask you once they have a social bubble and go form and then say, <laughs> okay now you're free I mean I don't know I think I'd like to keep being a social bubble I don't want to go back out there with all those people so how are I you? found what out are most of them are crazy how are you handling I mean, I'm doing all right, just because I was always so busy with my broadcasting before mm -hmm. colitis even happened. I mean, before COVID started happening, and then when, with me having colitis, my life was already kind of sheltered before right. COVID. So even with everyone, everyone sheltering, it really didn't affect me as much as a normal person would because I was already living that life. Right. So kind of staying very small groups of friends that I would go hang out with. So it it's been a normal transition for me, so I don't feel like my social life has been stunted in any way. Yeah. Except for maybe, like, going out a little bit more, which has allowed me to save more money right. by not going out as much. So, I don't know. I'm, I feel pretty normal and, and all right. But I know a lot of friends that are, like, extroverted that are, like, this crushed them. They don't know what to do now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it came to her attention how much of a true introvert that I was, that she did not yeah. know to, that I was honestly comfortable. I'm just really comfortable being away <laughs> or something. Mm -hmm. um, and we had, I think because of working on the house mm -hmm. and trying to take care of our own health at that point, just because of where everything was at. Yeah. We really didn't make any big And I'd kind of change. been in six months of really avoiding yeah. most people just because I was going through some stuff. So yeah. I kind of hadn't been overly socializing. And I think also, like, I realized what how much of an introvert you are. But then I started to realize all of the things that I had been forcing myself to do because I felt 
obligated or they were expected of me. And then I realized I'm a true introvert and I didn't want to go to all those things. Not actually, not when it came down to it. And And I'm not as extreme as you are in some of the expression, but I definitely have a very specific. um, And if I'm going to be out in the world, I either want to be actually by myself in a crowd of people that I don't know, so they can't talk to me. Um, (laughs) Or I want to be with my people, like my very close couple of friends. Um, I think people don't realize uh, the word introvert makes people think, oh, they just stay locked in and hidden by themselves and don't talk to anybody. And that's that really is not what an introvert is. And so it's intriguing to me, like the extreme label. Right. Um, I talk to three or four people in my life almost constantly, mm-hmm. like on a daily basis. It's everyone else that doesn't hear from me for months yeah, and months yeah. and months. Um, but it's not like, oh, you know, it really is not to that extreme of go lock yourself away from everybody and never come back out. You know, there are interactions. But I will do, especially when I was like around you guys' age, um, and the five years leading up, probably from age 20 to 25, I, if I was in a creative mode, I actually would stay away from, I would just stay in what I was doing until I got it finished, sometimes not sleeping for 24 to 36 hours at a point until I got a piece done. You know that can cause hallucinations, right? (laughs) was great for art. (laughs) (laughs) Some of my best art years. (laughs) Oh, look at that. Um, So it was interesting. Don't do drugs, kids. Just (laughs) just get sleep deprived. (laughs) Um, So the creativity, so I didn't even recognize that I wasn't social every day mm. but the thing was once something was done but how long I was is back a day being, yeah, a well, day was, is like yeah, how long me, the project took yeah. and so once i was done with something then life would go back to doing you know whatever mm. be out being crazy but and so i still find myself it's easy to want to revert to that at times yeah does your so. form of creativity like because it seems to always like have to involve other people like that's much more social for you isn't it like if you're working on like a short film or something with your friends like you're constantly around all those people, right? You're not like holed up by yourself. I mean, I had a ton of different like versions of ways to get my creativity out. Like for the longest time, I loved doing just singing at home or voice acting. It might not have been the best at singing, but I enjoyed doing it. Mm-hmm. So I found like apps to go do karaoke stuff or and then I found in that karaoke app that there were people trying to make like scenes to do voice acting work. So I found my own separate ways of me by myself still being creative in that outlet and then with broadcasting, everyone was pushed to be online and be really in their own homes. So it mm-hmm. worked out for me and my career to blow up that way. But I grew up, I mean, middle school until now. I've been playing video games with the same group of guys online. Right. So, mm-hmm. And they're probably my closest friends that I've had throughout growing up. So it's not like my best friends, I couldn't hang out with them in person because I already wasn't hanging out with them. Right. right. Yeah. And I think that's hard sometimes for people to understand. Right. Um, I remember we'd made a trip and we were in someone's home and they're like our son was with us. He's probably late teens at that point. And so there's several mm-hmm. younger that are sitting there and the generation past us got really frustrated because they're like, well, they're not they're not talking they're not communicating how are they getting to know each other and I started laughing and I said if you watch there's like two well there's two screens going on 
everyone's playing a game and everyone's now has a conversation going on over here and they're all getting acquainted mm-hmm. with full Out- conversations they outside just, of adult parameters <laughs> right and they just aren't saying it out loud but once they had gotten through i don't remember if i could you, you would probably know what game but once they got through whatever they were doing with that everything did close and the conversations continued i mean they were you know together and stuff and we made a few trips where it was catching up with someone that had played games with online and then finally got to you know meet in person and say hi and stuff and it actually went it went well it was very cool you know but mm-hmm. um i remember trying to explain that to someone at some point that yeah. the world is much smaller than what we experienced because you can be talking i knew certain games were being played at three in the morning upstairs uh because the game was including people in china people in you know other other countries that were all coming online and that's when they were awake and so there was like you know these really weird hours at times that would be going on so that everyone could connect yeah because like for me on sundays i do broadcasting for an f1 like video game that all the guys i commentate for are all from the uk and europe so wow okay I get to commentate over their races, and they're like, "Oh, well, we like the American guy. We like the American style. It's a little different, but <laughs> it works out. That's cool. So, yeah, because like they've always messaged me, being like, your style is so different because they're used to like F1 commentators that stick with action, action, action. What's going on and breaking it up. Well, I'm like trying to weave my storyline of what I'm seeing from past races into this, and uh-huh. like trying to keep that woven. And they're like so different and then we bring in a uk guy to come and commentate with uh with me and he's like i don't even know what to do <laughs> wow that's i yeah you know that's funny though because i i hadn't thought about that yeah. but the way different different countries express themselves yeah. would make a lot of difference in something like that even with the sports and they, that's and i feel wow. like from races that i've watched and and listened to uh because i've been kind of coming on to some of the ones uh and it's interesting to hear and notice how different your commentating style is even from other people who are would be your peers here in the US uh because something that i notice a lot like i had to turn one off the other day because i just couldn't handle it um either they stay more just what's happening but it's like they don't know what to say when there's not something happening and you try to bring in usually like background on the drivers uh you know per- a larger perspective on the season um, and you keep it flowing very smoothly so it all makes sense. And then if something happens, you jump back into that. Um, but there's people that just sort of run out of things to say and just make up random nonsense or bad jokes like to fill the space. Um, and so like that's something I've noticed in, in the difference of how you approach that. Oh, yeah. It was so difficult this past week because we did like f- I did four or five road course races and all of them were with different people. In road course races, there's no cautions. They get the field gets really spread out. And everyone's on their own, and you have to like just bring stuff up because it's going to be boring for the longest time. And usually, that's what I do is I try to make sure I've got tons of notes on the drivers. So if we're on one driver for let's say two to three minutes, I can talk about them for that long before we go to the next driver and try to figure out where to place myself. Mm-hmm. So I have like sticky notes all over my computer. <laughs> I've got two windows open with information about stats on how the points are going, races, who's won, where they finished, and all of that information. So I'm set up in that way. But yeah, working with people that have no idea how to f- keep things interesting is so frustrating. And that's the one thing that most of the broadcast teams that I work with, they're like, 
okay, Sam, it's time. It's your time to shine because there's nothing going on. So we need you to carry this because the other guy has no idea what to do. He's just lost. Yeah. It's like the other guy might be energetic and exciting when the action's high, but they have no idea how to keep that high throughout when the race is even boring for us as viewers to watch. But <laughs> as commentators, we have to keep it engaging, which is so frustrating at times when your partner just doesn't do that. And then you also got the producer that's talking in your ear who the audience doesn't hear but we do and saying yeah this boring sucks <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like shut off let me do our let us do our job yeah. <laughs> um so growing up like did you listen to certain commentators like on games or on the radio was was there different ones that you found yourself you know wanting to emulate or i mean how did how did that come out because i know like you know, my brother-in-law for years, and I am going to be really bad because I cannot remember the name, and um, well-known sports commentator, but he loved, like he would go out of his way to try to listen to that particular person when he was watching a game or listening to stuff um, because he did like, you know, it, that would drive him. Even if the game was crappy, he loved the commentator. Um, did you have ones like that you'd like to watch? Did you do that that much and then brought it on in as you started developing your own style for what you're doing online now or? Yeah. I mean, I had this when I was in middle school. So from like 11 to like 14, I had this one commentator that I always loved watching. His name's Puckett and he would like do video game esports commentating hmm, okay. for like all the Halo games. He was the oh, okay. commentator for that. So when I found esports in middle school, I was like, this guy's awesome. I want to watch that. But growing up, I was always watching NASCAR, basketball, whatever sport was okay. on and just being like, I could do this. This is easy. like you're just talking about stuff. Mm -hmm. And then it, that translated into PE time or playing sports of like when nothing was happening, I was just talking about it either to myself or the people around me. And they would laugh and be like, dang, Sam, you're good at this. And then after watching Puckett and what he was doing, I would play like Call of Duty or something and find myself when we were in a lull period and just a lobby with a bunch of random people, me just commentating what I'm seeing on the screen mm -hmm. and just making it a fun time. And people would be like, are you a YouTuber? And this was like back in 2012 when people weren't like really big YouTubers then. Right. I was like, no, I'm just doing this because I'm bored. I'm having fun. Yeah. And um, yeah, it wasn't until 2019 when one of my friends that, we thought about doing broadcasting for like Xbox racing games like five years before that, but it never really worked out. We lost touch and came back and he's like, so you still doing that commentating thing? It's like, no, I haven't practiced. Like I barely practice, but I'll do it if you need and getting back into it. And I think the other night I had a fun time just sitting back with one of my friends. I was like, dude, I still have the first broadcast I ever did. Oh, wow. I go back okay. and I just oh, laugh cool. at how bad I was. <laughs> and I was literally, I was like rewatching the last like six laps of a race. And I was saying the same thing. So I was like, this one guy's going through the field. Look at that. Look at that. And just saying, look at that all the time. <laughs> And just not knowing what to do or say. So I would only say like two to three words mm -hmm. and then I would stop talking <laughs> and then rewatching my most previous stuff that I've done. And I'm like now proud of the work because it took me about a year and a half to finally be proud to go back and rewatch some commentating because I was like, I don't know. If that's good stuff from my point of view. But some other people were like, no, you, you've got something there. And so kept on working at it. And now I'm at the point where. I still tell people I'm the screaming maniac if you ever listen to any of my broadcasts, but 
I still try to bring some type of other knowledge as well, like besides just yelling yeah. at a microphone. Yeah. And it's funny because I know a lot of people, um, maybe I would say my age, older people, honestly don't know that there is this whole world that they would only recognize as maybe listening to radio or listening to TV. They actually don't know that with a lot of these gaming sports that are being played online, that there is this whole extra part that has the commentators that has very much, you know, live interaction, conversation taking place, everything that you would see on, you know, like a general sports game. Um, and I, I found that out that literally a lot of people have no clue, you know, when you even start to bring it up, you're like, what? You know, it's hard to explain. My older brother, my younger brother could do it too, but my older brother and I were closer in age. My younger brother's seven years younger, so he wasn't going out with us when this started taking place. My older brother could commentate on almost anything, and he would also make up if he couldn't find <laughs> something. He would add in. But many times this had to do with, like, maybe we had gone out to um, a restaurant that might have a dance floor, might have a bar, and he would commentate on, like, the people and how they were, you know, going to meet each other, hook up. And, like, you know, it sounded like a horse race. Like, now she's in position. And you'd be sitting there. But he would do it usually through, like, either his hands or he would be holding, you know, like, a, I've been at graduation ceremonies where he has the uh, program in his hand. And, she, and, and now, and she's heading to here. Another day. But the very best was actually, once again, we talk about the fact of, of faith and different parts of us growing up. But... Sitting in church, and in my case, sitting up at, I, I played the organ at that point, and so I'm sitting up in front, and my brother is standing there by me, and he's doing a whole commentary on people coming in and heading for their seats in church because there happened to be new visitors, and they were taking <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> someone else. And you're sitting there trying to have a straight face. Find out later that people actually thought he was praying or sharing something really important. And she's going, and now they're doing it. Watch. And, 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 you know, and he's having, like coming in and they bumped him to the site. And he's doing this whole rundown on the Sunday morning, people coming in and sitting down. And I've often thought he would love, you know, like what you do and um, just things like that. But you miss that. I mean, I'm really sorry. He's not around mm -hmm. to get to hear his commentary. I on. would have paid good money it to was, hear that. Uh, it was great. <laughs> and it was just like, there's no way you could go back and shake hands. You know, <laughs> look at these people in the face. you know, area. You <laughs> Sunday know, morning. When, yeah, well, because we're streaming so many church services now, maybe like <laughs> and with, this, coming with in. the live stream, there should be a broadcast separate. Well, if we're going to do that, we're going to need at least four cameras. What's going on on main stage? And then oh, three okay. Cameras All right. So, so you're saying the setup is not high-tech enough, basically. No, no, they would need more. But. I've been thinking about high-tech, like at high-tech or church services for the longest. Ever since we got the first cameras, I'm back. Mm -hmm. Always was thinking about how do we get more cameras here? Yeah, <laughs> it is important. People honestly do not understand how that does mm -hmm. have to. Having worked um, in front of a camera, I'm I'm figuring out how to say this. Um, there's a big difference between when I was doing video, when I was actually being um, was doing classes for school versus when I was modeling versus TV ads. And one of the biggest ones was learning to dance and 
you know, this sounds weird to people. I've said it to her and had her look at me and I said, no, let me explain what I mean. But yeah, you know, honestly, I had someone always, always would look at me and say, just make love to the camera, which would just, you know, somewhere <laughs> you end up cracking up right. somewhere in the middle of the whole thing. But it meant, you know, just that total engagement of what do you want to do? You have that freedom, ignore me, just look, you know, and it's like, it's really hard to ignore the person who is holding the camera, but you do, you know, you get to where you're just working with it. But when I was uh, doing ads, and was doing them for television, trying to figure that out at all times and get to a point where I'm going to ignore you guys because you have enough cameras, and that's that's the big difference. You got enough cameras, they're going to catch everything, and you can just be you and be doing what you're supposed to do, and it makes sense. But without that, it gets really awkward to be like sitting on a horse, and the horse is going one way, the camera's over here, and your face is going, ah, ah. <laughs> you know, what do we do now? But there was a, my sister pulled a fast one on me, um, years ago and it was this very funny thing that happened but it was to create a whole bunch of classes on that would so they were videotaped so they could just play them for each group this is good old VHS um but it was literally walking young people through like getting ready to go on a job interview so everything even from like how you would pick out your clothes how you would want to maybe look at your hair uh we don't do big foo-foo hair you know for job interviews (laughs) (laughs) you you might do it in other parts country you didn't do it for you know where that was done um your makeup the whole bit you know and go through it and it was really funny because originally they hired a professional videographer quote-unquote who honestly didn't know how to do a good interaction with that. And it was one of the students, it was the coolest thing. It was actually one of the students in the high school said, I can do this. And we had so much fun because I could, I could relax. And however and whoever, you know, I don't know where he had learned if he just did it on his own, but he knew, you know, literally how to move around and did really, really nice work. And it was actually funny because I could be myself and he could catch whatever I needed to do. But one of the things I'm noticing talking is having been out and me going through all of the dental work, I have a new lisp, and I also think I have saliva on one side of my mouth. Are you still, drooling again? I'm sitting here drooling. We don't even have to wait until I'm an old lady. I have <laughs> oh, a no. drool because there's a hole there. Wow. Oh, dear. That's weird. I can feel it. <laughs> Time to start carrying a little right, and I'll just dab you Thank occasionally. You dab here. Thank you. <laughs> now I do have to eat old duffer food if this keeps up. Yeah. Wow. Time for mm. those elastic waist pants. There we go. <laughs> so the other day, we were out looking at clothes. Okay. So we have these conversations every now and then. And she goes, I have to show you something, and you have to promise me that you will never wear these, ever. I told her I would disown her <laughs> if she did. <laughs> and so where we walk over, it's, you know, polyester pants with elastic waistbands that, you know, you occasionally will see little ladies with these waistbands holding you know, up to their armpits or whatever. Um, and I told her, don't worry, even I wasn't going to put those on my body. There was, you know, no problem of that. But um, today I was threatening her and said if she didn't behave, I was going to buy myself some of them and I would wear them around when we went out. But we we did have fun this morning on our, our breakfast jaunt. Um we have a very favorite place. It's actually in Sonoma, but it's on Arnold Drive side, and it's the Picasso Cafe. I want to give them an incredible, like, thumbs up. It's if you like uh, 
Mexican food is what I've had there so far uh, for breakfast. They fix this really nice bowl. Um, it's like a power bowl, and it has like some this. The, the particular one I want is going to sound funny with the combination it is, but she happens to like the chilaquiles. I'm getting a little bit different style. But they do like a quinoa with like the poached eggs. I'm not sure and I've ever had anything else there. I know. Um, there's... It's just, it, well, those are always amazing there. It's beautiful. But all of their food is really, really nice. And we've enjoyed it. We've been able to go there through, they were, they figured out how to keep business going through the pandemic. So we've been able to pop in and out. But we were sitting there this morning just enjoying, and this gentleman comes into the courtyard. And he's very colorfully dressed and has a really cool tie-dye but it was like that bag and the shawl it was just it was mm -hmm. really nice it was this it was fun he was a cool dude and we ended up just getting to share back and forth you know kind of talking um kind of about people trying to figure out how to move forward yeah. and concerns things like what if you know how how is everyone going to figure this out and there is like a variant that seems to be showing up and you know this is kind of weird because what we noticed was he was wearing a couple of tags that we know that he's allowed to work when there's crises and stuff. He definitely go is, you know, has been on the scenes helping after recovery with some of the fires and stuff and working with people. And so it was really interesting. We just I had told him I enjoyed, you know, the color colorful shirt and he started talking with us and then he was commenting on, you know, Karen's dress on how much he liked it and we just had this really cool conversation. But it was funny because I suddenly realized how, for me, that would be a normal interaction. And almost every other table almost froze when yeah. I went, that's really, and I said, yeah, I really like what you have, have on. It was a beautiful piece of tie-dye. Yeah, they were freaking out because you talked to somebody that wasn't at your table. It was so strange why. all of a sudden to see, you know, like... And I would have done that no matter what. That wasn't like, oh, yeah. you know, we're getting reconnected. And, and if I had been by myself, I'll do that. Yeah. You know, if it seems safe and, you know, there's nothing too weird happening. It's just like, oh, I like your whatever. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes it starts a conversation and it's fine. I mean, I just, I think you see something that someone, you know, is wearing or something that you're curious about. There's and especially if there's somebody, it. you know, in your community, mm -hmm. I don't know why you wouldn't want to know them <laughs> yeah it's uh so it's just it was a really it was a cool experience but it was funny watching some of the interactions all of a sudden of like ah you know and do you grab a mask not grab a mask and uh wasn't really worried because we were outdoors mm -hmm. i was eating my mask was not going to be on <laughs> yeah i mean and we were far far apart yeah. but that's just it's a wonderful place to stop and eat you know at breakfast or lunch if you're ever looking for a spot i really would say go there it's good um and we've always had i mean incredible both service and food and it's just it's yummy and the sauce the that salsa that i get yeah that they the make, I, I actually went and got from them. Um, it's not a over, it, it has a sneaky heat, but it's not too hot. It's not like a, you don't even realize it's salsa in a sense, but it has this really nice flavor. I have no clue how they, they make it or anything. It was really good. So, but it was funny because that kind of started the realization of people not knowing how, how are we going to interact now? And it's like, well, it was better than, anymore. So from there, we went. I to holler at a lot of 
people sometimes older people yeah um it's hard and sometimes i tried to get her to get a face shield today and she wouldn't so i didn't feel that would be conducive to anything except people making fun of me and me making fun of myself it just didn't here buy this it's on sale it was not appealing i'm really curious what's gonna happen like as soon as they decide we really don't need any of them anymore because all these places are gonna be stuck with an inventory of like six thousand, you well, know disposable masks or something. about that the disposable if, ones i can see would be okay fabric ones though they're gonna people but are gonna be stuck with them that's true that's why huh. um my boss has chosen not to restock for a couple months now yeah um, we're getting people asking about them because they just are bored of the ones they have. But she said, I feel like people are over them. I'm not going to put them back in because I don't think. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we saw there and then we went one other spot and she had an appointment she had to go to. And it was interesting watching people honestly not know because they're hearing one thing. We just started reading the signs at every store when we got to them. And we were kind of surprised when we went on downtown. We actually were a little bit surprised that almost everybody still had something in their windows about masks. Because I think everyone's waiting for the OSHA thing to finally come out and and hear. But um, it's, it's funny. It's interesting because I know some of the things I've heard people talk about is they've missed, like the sports bar interaction like the getting to go to a game and those are the things i'm hearing people really you know really want is to be able to start doing all of of that interaction and yet for you you know in a sense you've been able to keep you and your friends been able to keep that side of life going because you've never had to sit and do it in person so not just rambling i mean it's interesting to watch where we're all at and how everyone's kind of having to figure out what their next steps you know how how are they going to readapt because there's a lot of confusion is what i'm seeing right now and still i would say fear that's where whether it's real or whether it's just the unknown you know um i'm not putting any of that down there's multiple different things that have you know come out or taken place during all of this that um i was watching people because when we were walking there was some like and i usually will wear my mask on my wrist Mm -hmm. you know so that i have it and i can walk along with it that way and it's funny watching whether people would kind of like look or, or give you a wide berth or just walk you know like right in your space and you're like hmm yeah um the funny part for me is pre all of this and the two of you know this about me don't get in my space and it's funny because i've always had jobs where because some of it was um walking people through trauma walking, i've always had jobs where i had to be very close and one-on-one which is why as soon as i you know would get out of that setting i instantly want back my space you know which is it's a much like i need my space you know um and i like only certain my my peeps you know in the sense of like i want yeah. who i want in around me a lot of times i prefer them to be furry but you know i'm mm. i'm down on furry and um, occasionally have to borrow hers but he just hisses at me still in the dark he's been i don't know we've scared each other the last two nights and, and there's just that's all you hear yeah cat. he looked up when i, I mean he's furry him. for a snake yeah but, he's furry. Know. okay my dog is, is i'm pretty sure he's a cat that's dressed up as a dog oh <laughs> interesting yeah he just did like it's so he's so weird like the couches we have 
he loves to jump up and lay on the top of the couch, like side yeah. of the head, like on the head of it. And I was like, why? And then he would just climb up just to stare at the window at people. <laughs> like he won't even bark until like they're just right there. Then he'll just go like turn into a spaz. <laughs> but he's I don't understand my dog. He just doesn't make sense. Never will, but uh Well he'll he'll mellow once he gets older. Yeah, you know, we're hoping. It'll be a few <laughs> it'll be a few years because older is a ways down there for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. My dad says we get the pets we deserve and I'm not sure he isn't right. Hmm. So did you have hissy fits when you were young? <laughs> and we didn't know it? I don't know. <laughs> one time I asked this will be this is entertaining. So one time I asked my mother, you know, was like was I a bad kid? Like did I always get into stuff? Like was I kind of mischievous or whatever? And her answer was that I had been so obedient, it was almost boring. Hmm. Which did not make me feel good about myself at that moment. Because I was hoping I'd been like a fun kid, you know? Like, you know, you always hope that you're, you know, pushing boundaries and, you know, doing fun stuff that, you know, maybe wasn't totally authorized. Um, Apparently, I was doing none of those things. Um, You are an Enneagram one, after all. It's true. And you do need rules. And you need everything to be perfect and in place. Well, I don't. Evidently, need. you came out that way. It's more of a want these days. We've we've downgraded a little bit. <laughs> you know. Is it a downgrade or is it an upgrade? It's hard to tell sometimes. I can't answer that because <laughs> I don't know either. I was a brat when I was a kid. I was absolute terror to my parents, and they say thank you for that sometimes because it set them up for my younger brother that was so much worse than <laughs> growing up. You kind of laid the laid the groundwork. Well, it was my oh, brother yeah. who was a year and a half younger than I was that always came up with the fun stuff to do that got us in trouble. So well, we know he wasn't a one. Nope. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what I would say he is. I'm not sure he knows anymore. I had never tested myself, so I have no idea. We'll have to do that someday just for fun i think one of the things that i enjoyed finding out about that since i used that word was i'm not big into if i look at different personality tests or whatever word we want to call them um i would rather that's why i actually have like strength finders and also playing with the enneagram is because they show you these are about what motivates and how to actually grow past things that can hold you back from being the very best you you can be. And as you get healthy, I mean, if you know some of these things and you work your way through them, you really should reach a point where it's not one like, oh, they fit in that box or they fit in that one. Because I think it's really easy to take some of those things and go, oh, that's what's wrong with me. And then stay stuck. Like, mm. I'm an INFJ, which, you know, it's like, yeah. eh. Which I think I come out the same. And did we decide that you were the same yeah, thing? We all, yeah, we were all the same. Which is hilarious because it says that that is like one of the most rare. Yeah, well, but, but I know, I know so know many of them. So many. Yeah, so many. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's like, huh. And I know I took mine. I mean, I actually went and had mine done professionally by a company because I needed it for a job. So it wasn't like, you know, going on Facebook and taking a test. I ended up doing the same thing with the Enneagram because it was really easy to see everybody's doing this and this and this. And I'm like, nope, I want to know more about this and what it really is. And so um, finding the ones that were done like through human resources is what I've done with the several last 
few that I took. And what's funny is some of the things that it shows is one of my greatest strengths is the fact that I work really well by myself, um, that I do really good at strategizing, putting things together, and then coming in and talking with someone. But one of the jokes years back with students that I've had is, you know, I am the Red Queen because my response is off of their heads. It's like if you're in the way, just, you know, kill them and keep going on. We don't care what the body count is. Let's just get it done. You're in my way. I'll just go do it myself. Finding out how that really works and why you feel like that and some of the self-protection mode that caused that has been really interesting. And then going, oh, okay, well, you know, don't. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that. And so growing past that rather than saying, oh, this is, I'm like this. Because any, I personally, anything that I use as an excuse to mm-hmm. not work on myself or stay broken or stay, you know, oh, that's my issue. Um, I don't like that. Even though, I, you know, I prefer my world being cats, books, a dog, and, you know, fireplace. <laughs> pretty much I think the beach yeah I think I don't know if you would express this the same way but I think for me like evading problems feels like the coward's way out and I'm not really about that like like it feels like I'm not brave enough to confront even myself so how am I ever going to be brave enough Hmm. like in a more external situation and so I think I kind of go out of my way you know and also because I sort of go out of my way to fix whatever seems like it might be a problem. That's why she's always sewing on something. Don't sit still too long. She'll, you know, mend you. Um, <laughs> the, well, I, and. Let me just real quick. <laughs> yeah. And I, well, I, and I think the, the truth of that is that because I think you have to learn your timing on how to approach yeah. something. Yeah. Um, I can't have someone pushing in my face, like, fix it, fix it, fix it. I don't do well with that. Then right. I shut down or I put up the barrier that says, don't get I'm close. I'm saying more like if I'm but aware of if it, I'm a aware, problem with myself, right. as soon as I'm aware of the problem, I want to fix it. Yeah. Like, I don't want to just keep existing like that. Right. I want to change it, you right. know? Some um, of us change slower than for, others. I'm on a quest for perfection. Don't get my way. that about you. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know, me changing stuff. Like I've really tried to focus more on that of recent years, like in the past 5 mm-hmm. years, a lot more of realizing okay, I need to work on this more of myself, especially in the past, this year. It's been a lot more of okay, how do I need to talk to people nicer? Mm-hmm. Cuz I think COVID might have made me a lot more aggressive towards people. <laughs> um maybe. <laughs> a lot more of I just got tired of people's games that they were playing all the time i just got so done with it that i was just like because of broadcasting my original team that i worked for which i got i got fired from because i was so Mm -hmm. aggressive at saying hey we we've got these mistakes i want our business to thrive you need to work on this you need to work on that and because i kept on pressuring the same people with the same issues because they never changed it over four months and then they decided to say, oh, no, we changed it. We're good. We've been doing this perfect for the past couple of months. And I look back and they've been wrong every single time. It's like, no. <laughs> yeah. And uh, since he was my boss, he didn't like the fact that I was calling him out, that he wasn't doing his job properly. Yeah. And so I got the cut. And I was like, well, I got to learn how to talk to people nicer now again and how to properly talk to people mm-hmm. instead of just being blunt. But how to talk to them and be like, you know, I get that you're doing your best. Mm-hmm. But for this to be better, you need to change this yeah. and, and talk that way instead of, hey, you're making us fail. You need to change this right. now if right. you want to su- succeed because yeah. <laughs> I was that way for a little stint there. And 
luckily learning off of that i've been doing a lot better and now companies want to work with me Good. so it's great yeah. Yeah. no and that's true though because there's like um the honesty is the best policy how we approach people with honesty because each of us perceive our own honesty and our own issues through our own experiences and our own yeah. eyes. And and we've talked about this a lot. I mean, one of the things, once again, because of what I did for years, I would explain anyone who might be um, sitting in on a session with me, whatever that person perceives, they believe. And if they've seen something and they believe that about themselves, they get stuck in it. Right. And so how I can come alongside or encourage someone so that they can see it and acknowledge it would be interesting for me because I knew that that's what was needed. But what I always want to do is because kind of what you were describing was I just want to go, well, here's the problem. Just deal with it. Just da, 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 da. And, you know, <laughs> it's like, you can't like cut someone wide open and not mend them, you know, sew them back together. Um, so it gets interesting because, I think that's something I've been really aware of. And you mentioned like what happened with you in COVID. I've been intrigued watching people because of either those who have, have stayed through it on jobs and stuff right? and trying to figure out once again, like where is the world and how do we do all of this again? Are we yeah. actually going to learn? And I don't think the word's nicer. I, I happen to like the word kinder, but I think even more than that, are we going to learn to communicate past what we've been through and the big yeah. gaps in it? And, and like you said, you know, you're recognizing something and it, it is important. It is, I, I had to laugh when you were talking about, you know, as a little kid and you as a little kid. I mean, my mother and all of us were all four of us kids, the teachers ask if we were only children, which is a big hint and clue <laughs> um, every time they met one of us they would think that we were only children. And I began to learn what that meant back then. Um, <laughs> but my mother would honestly point out my behaviors as the one that almost broke her. Like I, I was the kid that, um, it was like, if, if I was going to do something, I was going to do it. And I was going to figure out how to get around and still do it even if I got in trouble for it if I wanted to do it I was going to do it um and even though my little brother was a, a different type of handful it was like she was just like ah your you little know. brother is still a handful he is um but I love him dearly yes and so you know that was my baby I loved I say that with love yes I love teaching him you know like I had to laugh because when we talk about clothes and things and I talked about cutting up my brother's socks little brother that you've now met who mm -hmm. is almost 60 um how I sewed for him was we had those beautiful laurel trees and I took heavy quilting thread and I made <laughs> leaf did you make him a little dresses. leaf loincloth? I, well, I had him, I made full clothing sets out of those leaves and put it on him, made him wear it, and then I painted his face <laughs> with watercolors. I was Amazing. still doing stuff like that. That's iconic. Yeah. You know, thankful. You know, I'm, I'm really, I'm glad that we could still speak, mm. you know, later years. Probably some of our greatest memories was watercoloring each other. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, it's fun rambling in and out today with things. But it, it really is... It's interesting, I think, communication and how people are going to feel and how people are going to yeah. 
move forward and how are we all going to treat one another, including like if, if someone is in fear, that is their perception. And I, I don't want to rip them apart. Right. Um, I remember when someone was saying some things to me and I said, and how many friends have you personally lost mm-hmm. to COVID? And they got kind of quiet and made a couple of rude remarks. And I said, well, my count is now up at 15. And I'm not feeling really good about it because I have a lot of friends who are now widows or widowers. And that's not cool at our age because I'm one of those at that age, you know, which I know can happen at any point. Right. But it was really hard. But it's kind of an up close look at your own mortality, for lack of a better word. But it was hard when it's like, well, you know, da 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 da, you're nuts. And it's like, it comes back to the point of, but these are my experiences. And right. so I have to figure out how to walk through them. And I think that's going to be the thing as we're kind of coming out of some of this. Everybody's walking around with their own context and what yeah. they went through or didn't go through or, and people who yeah. have been living their life the same as they ever have. And, you know, strange things. Yeah. As I told uh, the one lady today, in one sense, we were in our own world out here working on the rebuild. So like, we were already separated before it was really funny. Um, There's only a couple of areas that it really affected us socially. Yeah, because we were so locked into just, you know, getting, getting through a work week and then coming out and the second work week would start and Mm -hmm. we would be out here and we weren't doing anything else. We were just staying in that routine. And so that was interesting because it kind of gave a very, um, I think insulated, not not isolated. It was insulated because there yeah. were a certain number who are in, you know, doing the rebuilds out here from the fires. Yeah. And we were all kind of connecting, but still, it was like this very and the strange bubble. Was able to be outdoors. It was all because outdoors. We, you yeah. know, we're all wandering in and out of half-built houses, right. so everyone's kind of outdoors and yeah. distanced and. So that was an interesting thing. Yeah, but I think it enabled maybe a little more feeling of normal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to think, like, if I feel like, after what you said, like, if I feel like any aspects of my personality have changed, I think it's more, you know, like I said before, of, like, discovering some things that I wasn't in a place to admit to myself, and then now having to figure out how do I set the boundaries I want to avoid getting back into a thing where my social life is driven by this sense of obligation rather than things that I genuinely want to go do um because if COVID's not the excuse for not going like then I have to actually say no I'd rather not go um or I'd rather not do that thing and I have to phrase that in a polite way so that I don't just straight up be like I'm not leaving my house today get with it you know yeah, I mean, it's like everyone's going to have their own traumas from this whole entire year and mm-hmm. a half because it's like for us, it was really easy through both of the fires that have happened where we're able to see, visually see, this was a trauma that happened. Right. You could see the fires on the internet, but like with COVID, it's with invisible. It being invisible, it's hard for people to truly understand what happened if they weren't affected by someone right. dying yeah. because you can't visually take something in. And even if it wasn't like someone that died or even with us seeing the fires, I mean, online and seeing pictures can only make you feel something so much. And for a lot of people, like they're feeling that trauma of feeling isolated. And 
others are feeling the trauma from losing someone. And so everyone's different socials of changing this up is going to be so different. And I know with the fires, everyone was like being really cautious and trying to be caring of like, we went through this together Mm -hmm. and with it being invisible and for how long it's been going, Mm -hmm. everyone's just mad because a lot of people are not, since they didn't feel that and they all, everyone was being locked up and they weren't feeling that change of someone dying or themselves being sick. They're all just like, I, this is a waste of time. And I'm just going to be mad at everyone right. because right. I felt like I lost a year and a half of my life that I could have been doing something right. else. Yeah. And I did notice, you know, last year, as we went into a strange fire season, um, <laughs> it definitely, it was interesting because it was like everyone for one second forgot about all of the crazy politics of last year's election and all of the crazy politics around COVID and were just focused on being there for their neighbors. And then as soon as those crises were passed, they went back to all the other wrangling. And it's interesting that our communities responded to one type of crisis with an outpouring of empathy and compassion and what can we do and do you need to come here or like all of these things. And then suddenly go right back during throughout a different type of crisis, go right back to, you know, us versus them kind of mentality. Um, And I think that was an interesting thing to observe as well. Yeah. That has been strange. Hi. Yeah. 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 You say fire season and them announcing it at this point. That's been weird because it's like, I'm still trying to figure out. We don't have summer anymore. It's either on fire or it's not on fire. (laughs) Word we for August and October. That's when we're like, oh, that stretch yeah. of time. What's and, going and on? I think the weirdest thing is like, what state do you live in? Yeah, <laughs> panic, <laughs> anxiety. I have my go box, and I hate that I have to even think about having a go box. And what's a go box? I don't know. Um, that's weird. That is a weird. You know, I did that for quite is a that while. Thing hanging from the pole when you're at a stoplight. That's <laughs> yeah. the go box. That's the go box. The green one. Oh. Yeah, after Loma Prieta, I mean, Mm. after the, you know, when you sit in a house and see your own bookcases pop loose and the center of your house, the hallway go crack, 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 it's like, huh, I never felt, you know, quite safe again for a while. And so kind of lived in that, but it wasn't near the same, you know, of what what it's felt like with this. And so it's interesting. Um. I think we're going to have to, as a society, we've got to figure out how to hear past our own, once again, perception. I think there has to be a a certain gentleness and, you know, it is that come gently um, to give space yeah and and not try to prove i'm right or you're right but give space to hear each other's years back i asked one of my teen classes uh, which country was the right one who was right during the war which one was you know really that's who was right and it was funny and I had to laugh because I had, you know, my son happened to be in that class. And it was like, <laughs> he was not going to be baited by his mother. He already knew where it was going to go. But it was interesting to hear immediately, it was easy to say, oh, my country. And I said, you do know the other country was saying that very same thing. 
And I watched faces that had never been challenged with that because all of us, all humanity, when we're doing things, are believing that we're the one that's right. And I think the weird part is we use so many words that have been stolen for other meanings nowadays. But I think there's going to have to be, and maybe I do need to use the word patience, I think there's going to have to be being willing to hear and find out, you know, what's going on. Like for me, I, I retired and suddenly... Right, and you didn't even whole, have a chance to get your bearings. My whole world and... blew apart. And even though I was, you know, I knew what we were facing here, I had had an offer of a part-time job that would allow me, I would have been back working with kids, working with library, and I was really looking forward to it because it gave something that, along with everything else, I just, I enjoy that, enjoy kids' books, new books, stuff like that. All of that suddenly just being gone, just bam, bam, everything just... And I'm now walking out of this going uh, and dealing with some different health issues, but still coming out of this going, what happened to the world? I mean, the world as I even, you know, experienced it, knew it 19 months ago has changed. And it's been interesting watching a granddaughter who, you know, as, I mean, she's, we didn't get to be there for her second birthday. And thankfully, we've kept the social bubble small enough that we were able to be there for her third birthday. Yeah. But it was, it's been interesting to watch what she sees as normal and what she's you know, adapting to. And at the same point, because of the social world we've kept around her, we've tried to keep a certain freedom of like, oh, that's, you know, we, we want her to know this is, there are more parts to the world than what you're dealing with right now. Um, but it's, <clears throat> it's those differences of can I hear you can I hear your heart and your need and in turn can you hear mine and if we both can we do that and be okay without having to pressure one another as we walk this out until everyone starts to be able to get some bearing because that was the big thing was I would honestly I'm serious when I was watching the Tai Chi class today and even though I was cracking up about I wonder what would happen (laughs) um, I was serious about you know, you could feel it was like it, the world's off, right? It just felt off balance. It's mm-hmm. like things going. So it was interesting to walk through. I mean, it was yeah. fun. We had, it was a good morning. And we were looking forward, you know, to being able to hang out with you today and see what's been going on in your world. But it was. You're an important part of our balance. Yeah, it is. We, well, it, you know, it's a triangle. Helps yeah. us stand up better. Yeah. Um, and so it was interesting because that, that was the feeling, though. It was like, oh, and, you know. This afternoon, I kind of feel like the cat, like the two paws over the eyes going up, not looking. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it, was a, it was actually like an interesting journey of, at least right now, no one knows, and that makes it feel off. And yeah. But at least we're all in the not knowing together. Right. And that may sound funny, but in our case, it made us be somewhat sensitive and aware and like I said, we actually found a couple of different signs that it's kind of made sense for yeah. someone need to put something on a business because it kind of gave people choices like if you're in this or if you're in that. But it was done really, really well. We appreciated yeah. whoever had created it because it was like someone actually created a sign. So like they were listening to someone saying, 
what am I supposed to do? Yeah. And that one seemed functional. At the same point, I don't want to have to have, you know, here's your sign for everything I do, you know, in life right now. Mm. But walking it out was interesting. So yeah. anyway, that was our first adventure in this quote-unquote back to normal. In I the, know, what are they calling new it? world. In the new world. Post-COVID. Yeah. yeah. Mass lifted world now. Yeah. yeah. So don't seem to be lifted very far. So that was that was our yeah. that was our interesting jaunt today. Yeah. And our, our hunting and gathering. Remember that everybody has were, their own context. That's right. And our, our hunting and gathering didn't make it to close. Nope. Candles. Yeah, just candles. We ended up with just a few candles today. I love candles. Do you? Do I you? do. But I don't have space in any of my rooms to put candles. Don't do without. candles then. Yeah. yeah. But I, when I do have space in my room, when it all gets cleaned up, hopefully. Next couple of months. Are you go let us come help. Then I, I will. <laughs> can we please? You can start laughing at us again. <laughs> come on. We can have fun. I can't at least clean up my stuff. Ah, <laughs> uh, shoot. We're going to sneak in there. I, go I think we're just going to show up the next time you're like, eh, let's not meet today. <laughs> Here, try on some of your clothes. Let's see how they fit. We can fix them. <laughs> I think I could dress up in his clothes pretty good. I think they'd be about foot I think and a half I too long put, for me. I think I could put a t-shirt on and belt it and it'd be a really cute dress. It'd work out exactly. great. Exactly. There you go. My dress would go be longer than yours. And I could is. and I could put down into like, I think I could fit in like half of his shorts and then I could wrap the other part around the front for like a little skirt look. Have you seen the people that take their like, uh, they take like PJ shorts and like try transition it into like a dress? Where you like you stuff your like most of your body into one leg, and then you like oh, I forgot no, how they did it. But they like do, I haven't. They do a certain way, and it looks really good actually. Is, is this on YouTube? Or you need to send me it's on YouTube and on TikTok. I saw them oh, out there. Okay, I fixed my TikTok, so I'll like send you my thing, so that at least you could send me things. Yes, we can TikTok at other times. Only it made me feel old. <laughs> <laughs> TikTok, TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> Do you need a Tic Tac? I was trying to remember the other day what color ones that you look for. Because I'm standing there going, I, ooh, I think one I of them's here the, and I don't know what I she's look looking for. I look for the orange ones, but it's because of right. my brother. Right. That so, likes them. Yeah, we used to just sit and eat them as candy. We didn't use them for breath mints. <laughs> hmm. Well, we'll put those in the candy jar for you. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There's you got to empty out about five of them to fill it up. Hmm. Okay. So anyway, that was our first adventure. We still don't know what to call it. Brave New World did not feel, it was not a Brave New World this morning. It was a confused It was a world. cautious New World. <laughs> a very cautious New World. In, but, in you know, we just have to be like, you know, in adventure movies when the friends that, you know, maybe weren't that close before, suddenly they're all holding hands because something unexpected happened. <laughs> That's what we got to be like. Okay, you know? we need to take hold you your with friends, us. Hold your friend's hand. Right. We need to take you with us down on the plaza next time. Nothing else, just to walk around with you so we can watch people go. And then yeah. you turn really fast and you look over your shoulder to see them going. Uh-huh. That's my mom's favorite thing to do. <laughs> Is it really? She'll let me walk in front of her for like, I don't know, six feet so she can look around and see what people's reactions are. Mm-hmm. While I'm just like, I know what I'm doing. I'm going to this store. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, that could be fun. Well, between my, my comments on what I'm like, people commenting on what I'm wearing mm-hmm. and him being so tall we mm-hmm. could get a lot of mileage out yeah. of this oh, this could be fun yeah we can <laughs> yeah. have fun I like so. it sounds like a plan alrighty well out of our closets off our racks 
good morning and a good afternoon. And that's a wrap.